Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I am your host, Colby Smith, and this is the only program where you, the listener, are guaranteed, guaranteed to be cooler than the host. Our number, 904-606-0842. If you want to call in and join in the fun, that's 904-606-0842. Young Persons Radio is the first of our astounding 12-hour block of live talk shows this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be followed at 11 a.m. by Points of Order, the great sports talk show with Joe and the gang, as I've uh, uh, taken to calling them. They are followed at noon by The Stroll Show, where we interview local bands, which is then followed at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we've got uh, your whole range of interests covered this morning, so do not touch that dial all day. Now, wouldn't it be amazing to see your community radio station, that's us, represented at South by Southwest? Well, you can help Radio Free Brooklyn make it happen by doing one simple thing, and that is vote! Here's how you do it. Just head over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW to cast your vote for our panel, DIY Radio and Local Music Communities. Voters will help choose the panels for South by Southwest 2018, and the more votes we get, the better chance we take the RFB show on the road. So find out more information and cast your vote by going to www.radiofreebrooklyn.com slash SXSW. And make sure to tell your friends, too, because voting ends August 25th. That's on Friday. That's this coming Friday. But don't wait. Don't be like, oh, you've, I've got time. I can just do it later. No, go right now. To RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW and cast your vote. And thank you, as always, for being a part of our Radio Free Brooklyn community. And speaking of our Radio Free Brooklyn community, you can always email this show at YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. If you are listening to this, you probably logged on to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. But that is not the email address, so it's YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. I pledged and successfully fulfilled the pledge that I would read the first five emails to that address on the air, regardless of what they say. Uh, so I, it's not a guarantee anymore that I'll read the emails that you send, but if they're good, which many of them are, I will read them. Four of the five were from listener Margaret, a.k.a. the Pigeon Criminal, who uh, sent me a gift, I want to say. I, I was, I'm expecting her to call in to thank... Uh, to thank her personally, but uh, she sent a gift to me here at the station uh, that's like a cloth pigeon that was made by uh, uh, by Mother Pigeon, who is, of course, a friend of this station. 
uh, and a gift card. And Margaret is very touching. This is the first listener gift I've ever received. First listener gift I've ever received is very touching. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it very much. Two other things I want to tell you about. Number one, this Thursday, August 24th at Legion Bar, there is the monthly show, I'd Rather Be Weird Than Good, that is usually hosted by friend of the show, Matt Strickland, but will instead this month be hosted by another friend of the show, Mary Doherty. And it's called The Seven Layers of Nicolas Cage, which to understand what that means, you will have to go and check it out. A lot of great comedians, a lot of great groups doing that show. Uh, so that's this Thursday at Legion Bar at 8 p.m. I'd rather be weird than good. Check it out. And I also want to give a brief shout out to Bushwick Daily, the site uh, that covers the news happening here in the neighborhood of Bushwick where this station is located, for being the first publication to mention this show in an article. Uh, It was ahead of the Radio Free Brooklyn presents the Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit Showcase, which I co-hosted with uh, Lisa Levy, and the blurb went as follows. Tonight's live show will be hosted by Colby Smith, who herself is a Radio Free Brooklyn personality with a show called Young Persons Radio. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. I'm a boy, I'm a boy, and my parents won't admit it. As the uh, as the who sang, so we got some press, I guess technically, but uh, uh, my sister, who's also named Colby Smith, I guess, uh, will not be hosting today or ever. We are going to take a brief musical break, and we'll be back in a moment. Where we are joined today by my guest John Hudson. Excited to talk to him. If you write oh, ad. Oh my god. Oh my god. If there's a uh, if there's like a young person's radio drinking game, which I'm sure everybody does at ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, the number of times I play, I go to play a song or a clip or something, and there's an ad that I just let slip onto the air, is definitely <laughs> the low hanging fruit of that drinking game. Now, once again, brief musical break. We'll be back in one moment. Here is Sweet Spirit. Bye. Wow. Here we go. There we go. Oh, God. I Want to Have You by Sweet Spirit off their album St. Mojo that came out earlier this year on Nine Mile Records. Now, my guest today is a comedy writer and performer who can be seen all over this fair city of ours, as well as in comedy festivals in Montreal, Toronto, and many more. He improvises with the team Serpentine, was one of the masterminds behind the Glengarry Glen Escalator show, which enjoyed a sold-out three-month run at the People's Improv Theater here in New York, and performs sketch and improv with the team Big Bridges, which just so happens to include yours truly. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. John Hudson. All right, mate. Hey, there he is. 
Colby, I'm delighted to be here. I'm glad you're here, John. You were here previously as part of an ensemble that uh, uh, was our tribute to Whose Line Is It Anyway back in April. It was a very good time, and I recommend people check out the episode and listen to that one. That's right, yeah, on the, uh, on the podcast, which I said last week uh, we we're having some, not issues, we're, 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 we're transferring the, the archive from one hosting service to another, and that's taking some time because, again, it's a nonprofit station, and the more you donate, the faster that kind of thing can happen. Throw some money in there. Get those podcasts. That's, That's what I right. say. com slash pledge, everybody. Now, John, what's new with you? What's going on, Colby? Well, first, let me uh, thank you for that very nice intro you gave me. That was uh, nice to hear those things that I've spent my time on uh, all laid out in, in sequence. Uh, what's new with me? I went to a wedding last night. Oh, um, hey. I'm moving. And... Um, you know, that, those are the big two, I'd say. Those are two pretty big things. Yeah. You're moving... From Greenpoint to Greenpoint. To another place in Greenpoint. <laughs> Moving flats, as they'd say. Um, now, yeah. John, in what country might they say moving flats? Oh, England might. Yes. You are, you are of, a, of a, a British heritage, yes? Correct. I, I was born there. I have the passport. I'm a, I'm a dual national. Mm-hmm. How, does that, how does that suit you? It feels great. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's awesome. And... <laughs> Whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And I say, thank you. This guy, is, this guy knows something we don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a man of international intrigue. Yeah. So we, you and I were talking about uh, what we were going to talk about this morning. And uh, the first thing that came to mind, which I think is, of course, the, the, the natural thing, because it is what brought us together in many ways, is, uh, is British comedy broadly we're going to talk about uh, this morning. Because you and I, I think it's fair to say, bonded at a, a party where we were both unhappy uh, over a shared love of Peep Show. Yes. Uh, my question, though, is which party was that? Because I'm so unhappy at so many parties, I can't keep track. I feel like to say anything more would give it away. We'll talk about it offline. But yes, it was, I, I do it was recall. In, I wanna, it was in downtown Brooklyn. Oof. Yeah, no. No? <laughs> Could be any of them. Okay. All right. Well, it's, I don't go there uh, too often. We have a caller already, John. Get him in there. Uh, and then I'll continue uh, with my uh, very saccharine intro here. Caller, welcome to the program. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I was going to make an entrance, but I forgot. Um, what's it called? What? Um, literally, the only reason why I'm calling is because I saw it on Age on Snapchat. So. Hey, who is this? What's your name? Uh, name's Danny. What's up, man? How's it going? Danny. Uh, been a long time follow ever since you were back in. Um, oh, geez, what what is it now? Um, back in the Kick right TV back days. When you, had your, when you had the personality, um, Stat Nerd, Stat Geek. Stat Geek. Uh, stat my, geek. my old yeah. niche. So the one thing I didn't mention there. in your intro. Yeah, that was a diff- huh? different part of my life for sure. Danny, do you have a <laughs> do you have a question for John? Do you want to talk? Um, I really don't. I just really wanted to get on here. <laughs> you wanted Dude, to... you made it. You made it. Yeah, You're in the big you time. You did it. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for sucking up 60 seconds of my show. <laughs> no, I, I was pleased with it. All right, thank you. All right, he's gone. Boy, boy, what a... 
What a halt to the momentum we had going. Colby, I, I did tell you I would activate my fan base. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm glad you did. I, I don't mean to come down too hard on this guy. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about being unhappy at parties. I want to. I just want to say to everybody, 904-606-0842 is the number. That's 904-606-0842. Uh, I'm not going to be mean to you if you call. I'll just be mean to you if I uh, uh, if the moment strikes me. It has, your show, you have the right. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you, uh, Danny. Now, John. Hey. Let's talk Peep Show. Let's talk Peep Show. In my opinion, it's the greatest uh, sitcom of our generation. David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Yes, and let's also give credit to Jesse Armstrong and Sam Bain, the head writers of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a real tour de force of the British comedy scene. It is unique in the British comedy landscape in that it's a sitcom that has run for how many years? Uh, I think definitely eight seasons, maybe yeah. ninth. I forget which one. Yeah. But, but this is a super long – this is normal for, like, successful American sitcoms that just are supposed to run and run and run uh, at, until the end of time. But in Britain, these uh, sitcoms tend to only run for two, maybe three seasons. Yeah, at least the like the high quality ones, like the yeah. ones that are like comedy as art almost. The ones that are more, uh, let's say, lower class, um, <laughs> like Gavin and Stacey or uh, like Only Fools and Horses, they'll uh-huh. run for a while. Uh-huh. But Peep Show joins this pantheon of both of those things. Critically acclaimed and beloved by the people. We should say, if you haven't uh, checked out Peep Show, of course you should do so. I think it's streaming on Hulu now. It's moved around a it couple times. It was on Netflix. Yeah. It was on Netflix, Netflix for a while. It's a sitcom about these two guys, these two wacky characters who live together. Uh, uh, but the, 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 the hook, the, the name where the Peep Show comes from, is that each shot is from a character's point of view. So you're seeing it through their eyes, hence the play on words. Uh, peep show. I would say that 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 gimmick becomes less and less noticeable as the series goes on. Yeah, I've heard from people it can be a little jarring at first because it's also yeah. voiced over by the uh, two main characters, so mm-hmm. you hear their internal monologue a lot, and it can be a little jarring. But it's no other show has done this yeah. to this quality, and I think that's pretty cool. It's so funny. It's so funny. Do you want to hear my favorite joke from the show? Yes, I um, do. So there's this one moment in season seven where they're stuck inside a lobby of an apartment building. And so you have Jez, who's like the failure, flop, loose cannon guy. And then you have Mark, who's like the straight edge, buttoned up shirt type of guy. And they're, they're trying to get through a locked door. And Jez goes, don't worry, I'll just debit card the lock. Or, or no, he goes, don't worry, I'll just credit card the lock. And Mark goes, you mean debit card? And Jez gives him a look of like, oh, come on. And there's so many layers in that just like little exchange, like the fact that Jez, um, one, doesn't know the difference between a debit and a credit card, uh-huh. and also that he doesn't have a credit card because he's a failure as life. <laughs> and then the look to Mark where he's saying with that little look like, this is such a stupid thing for you to be annoyed about and also... Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Also, get off my case, bro. Yeah, we're stuck in the thing. <laughs> it's very funny. That's great. My, uh, uh, I don't know if I have a, if I can think of a favorite joke other than that it's, it, it, anytime Mark makes a reference to uh, the Nazi occupation of France, it, uh, it geeks me. It it's geeks great. me right out. He loves the history of that guy. <laughs> so these guys, uh, uh, you've also um, turned me on to a lot of their other work beyond this. I was familiar with uh, that Michelin Webb look. 
which was their their sketch show um, on British television. But you turned me on to that Michelin Web Sound, which predates that, uh, which was their radio sketch show. Some of them, you know, en- ended up making their way to the TV version. Um, but uh, it's a it's a I wanted to talk about it and play a little bit of it because it is such a uniquely British thing to have a long running, fairly successful radio sketch show. Oh, yeah. I mean, radio sketch is as British as it gets. I mean, I, mm-hmm. the closest we have is podcast and comedy banging, right. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but to do like proper sketch comedy is still a real thing you can do in England. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of popular up and coming radio sketch groups. There's this one called The Pin that's very good. Uh-huh. Um, it's like 15 minute episodes. The sketches are like 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like this whole art form that doesn't exist over here. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, uh, sketch comedy. I mean, comedy in general too, but sketch comedy in particular enjoys a much higher cultural premium in England than it does here or in the UK, I should say, because it's such a hyper verbal culture. Yeah, I would say comedy in general has that yeah. like. Oh, you're doing something important over there. Yeah. Instead of just wasting your time mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really like, okay, oh, that's your calling. Okay, cool. Great. Mm-hmm. That's necessary for our culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. I mean, I, uh, um, I, I've spent time, perhaps not as much as you. I've spent time in England, and uh, I, I knew a guy who, I took a, uh, when I was studying there, I took a creative writing class with a dude who. I mean, he was like 40 years old and he was like just getting his degree and uh, he was like about to graduate and he would write these stories that are just like utter trash. I mean, like such enjoyable, I mean like schlock, like the the one I'm thinking of is like, it was about like lesbian vampires who fight crime. Wow. An instant class. <laughs> and he would like read them in class and it was like so awesome. But I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, it's like you're going to graduate. Like, what are you going to do next? He was just like, I'm just going to get on the dole and finish my uh, finish some of these stories before I like start thinking about anything else. And that's like a perfectly valid like path there. Yeah. I mean, the dole is a is a valid route (laughs) for your life. But I mean, credit to him. I mean, you got to kind of get closure on the lesbian vampire storyline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kept close eye on that. And uh, I I think we're going to see something soon. Anyway, let's hear a little bit of uh, that Michelin Web sound. This is from one of the later seasons, right? Uh, yeah, I think like season three or four, maybe. Uh, and this sketch is called Step Up to the Plate. Guys, this is our project mission statement. I gotta tell you, we did not meet it, and it's time we stepped up to the plate and put our cards on the table. Well, I'll step straight up to the plate. I'm not clear what Kyle brings to the table. You have to be kidding me, Tyler. I bring a whole raft of things to the table. If anyone doesn't bring anything to the table, it's Giselle. Hey, I brought the table, the whole idea of stepping up to the plate. Well, I stepped up to the plate. I put my cards on the table. Yeah, but what did you bring to the table? I brought my cards to the table, Giselle, and then I put them down on it. Well, I brought the plate to the table, and now I'm Stepping up to it. So what, Bradley? You're stepping on the table? No, I'm not stepping on the table. I'm sitting down at the table and stepping up to the plate. (laughs) Can I just clarify? Are we playing cards on this table or are we laying it for dinner? Jeez, you see what I mean? Kyle brings nothing to the table. I'm telling you, he's the one who dropped the ball on this one. I did not drop the ball. Let me tell you, I was putting out fires the whole time. Sure, but when you were putting out fires, you took your eye off the ball because you had too much on your plate. That's because I kept stepping up to the plate. No, you kept stepping up to the table with your plate. What do you think this is, a goddamn buffet? 
It's not even that kind of a plate. It's a baseball plate. And, and let me tell you, I step up to the plate time and time again, and I hit it out of the park. You hit my plate out of the park? <laughs> no, the ball. The ball you dropped? I did not drop the ball. I picked up the ball, and I ran with it. You dropped the ball, Kyle. Step up to the plate and admit you dropped the ball. I did not drop the ball. In fact, I've brought the ball to the table. Have you? Yes, here it is. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, so you didn't drop the ball. Giselle, read our project mission again. Uh, bring the ball to the table without dropping it and put it on the plate. You got the plate, Bradley? Right here. Okay, then. Okay, go team ball and plate. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, does it get tighter than that? I don't know. It's, it's so tight, and it's also, I think it's, it's so funny in that it, it does that thing that great comedy should do, which is take these things, these phrases in this case, that we all just kind of accept and take for granted and, like, plays with them and prods them a little bit. And it's also, it's so British in that it's just playing with words. Yeah, yeah, they love a good turn of phrase over there mm-hmm. that I think we don't quite appreciate, where we're like, well, what's this saying? And over there, they're like, it sounds like it shouldn't sound. <laughs> and that's enough. That's enough for him, and I think that's beautiful. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, sort of the higher cultural premium that the uh, the UK places on comedy, and I think it is no, there is no better illustration for that than the chat and panel show circuit uh, that's so popular over there. Um, I have a couple of examples that I oh, want yeah. to talk about. The first is, uh, this is my favorite name for a show I've ever heard, and that it is so insane. It's called QI, which stands for quite interesting, <laughs> which is a quiz show where St- Stephen Fry, up until last year, hosted this show. Who you know is like is is God He's to to the to the British, and uh, it's just like a quiz show where they have comedians on to just like riff on facts. Yeah, it's like it's has a quiz show premise, but it's kind of like whose line and that there's no like the points don't matter, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's all just riffing on facts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we could stick with David Mitchell for a moment, uh, this show uh, produced the following. What happens rant. to a hedgehog if you remove its fleas? David, it dies. No, <laughs> David, Davidy, Davidy, woo. No, no. There is a myth to this effect, but it's not true at all. Yeah. It's perfectly possible if you covered it with anti-dog flea powder, it would die from the dog flea powder but not from the lack of fleas. They're very happy with their fleas. It doesn't, it doesn't kill them with or without. What mustn't you feed hedgehogs? <laughs> bread and milk. Bread. Exactly, bread and milk is a bad idea. People do it. It gives them diarrhoea and they dry out. Um, really feed <laughs> bread and milk to any mammal, including yeah. humans. But there is a Radio 4 show. Oh, that deal- come off it. <laughs> no, well, you true. shouldn't feed humans bread and milk. No, not oh, really. What, what do you mean, not really? Well, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> demonstrably fine. No, it's not very good for you. Well, it's fine. Bread and butter. <laughs> We've been drinking milk and eating bread for ages. Why is it suddenly a massive problem? Oh, yeah. no, actually, we're supposed to live till we're 250. But no, we're eating all this poisonous bread and milk all the time. <laughs> we barely live past 98. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous. Of course the, we're supposed to eat bread and milk. The, <laughs> Not just bread and milk. Oh, poor Alan. No, no. bully him. Poor Alan. It's not... You I, shake hands and be friends. Sorry, Alan. I just like that. He's a great curmudgeon. He, he really is, is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's David Mitchell, who we heard, uh, who we heard earlier, and who's one of the creators and stars of Peep Show. That's right. 
Now, John, uh, what what were some of your early experiences with British comedy? What were the things that you found yourself connecting with uh, as a as a young boy? Oh boy, uh, I distinctly remember going to Blockbuster and renting Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ah. Which sure, maybe is the, the cliche answer, <laughs> but it's when you see that and you're ten years old, it it opens some doors. Yeah, in, in that old head. Um, but I think it goes back even further. I, I was a big fan of uh, British child television. Mm-hmm. Um, things like uh, Super Ted, which is about a teddy bear who uh, gets superpowers and <laughs> fights in space. I sure. Think. Um, there's a show called Tiny Tots. Um, one of them's French, which is very funny uh, at the time. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, so that was kind of maybe the first part. Mm-hmm. of it and then i got really into little britain okay uh, when i was maybe 12 13 which looking back on it is both very repetitive and often uh pretty offensive um <laughs> in a, to a lot of different demographics cool um but at the time i loved it and you know some of it holds up yeah but some of it's problematic but what isn't it's true it's true a lot of things don't age great uh you mentioned monty python oh yeah it would be we would be hugely remiss if we did not Talk about Monty Python. I saw this last week, in fact. I saw Holy Grail at Syndicated, the theater that's oh, uh, yes. uh, right near here. And uh, I was, I went into it very nervous in that I had seen it the last time, you know, when I was 15. You hadn't uh, seen it I since hadn't seen then. it since then. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but it also, it reached that point, like, like Anchorman, I think, did this too, where it's like you can't even watch it because every... You know all the bits so well. Mm-hmm. There was it held up so well. This thing, like there was so much that I had forgotten about, including this scene where John Cleese just runs through a wedding, hacking people to bits with his sword, and he's going like ha ha ha, and like it goes on for so long. And I was I was uh, doubled over. It was so funny. It's so good. It holds up. It holds up super well. I well, oh wow oh somebody hung up. Somebody called in oh, and then hung gracious. up. Um. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite of the uh, of the of the movies? Is it Holy Grail? Uh, yeah, I think it has to be. I, I always want to like Life of Brian more because I uh-huh. think it's the more intellectual one. Um, and to be fair, I haven't seen it in a few years. But yeah. as far as like the resonance in my own life, I don't think anything will top Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it, I want to have a more interesting answer, <laughs> but it's in terms of like laughs per capita yeah it's just it's this uh, i put uh and now for something completely different pretty high up there too yes yeah. i uh i hadn't seen the sketch show before i saw it but anyway caller welcome to the airwaves hey colby oh, i know this guy oh, and john. This hey, guy. john hey hey tim how are you now for people who don't know Dude, I, I... go ahead go ahead tim no go for it i was gonna say for <laughs> For people who don't know, uh, this is uh, uh, this is Tim Keck, loyal caller, um, who calls every week, every week. Go ahead, Tim. Yep, yep, that pretty much sums it up. So, Tim, what are you calling anyway, in about I today? Wanted to say- I, well, I wanted to say that I'm very happy that John is on the show. I know you were on it technically a while ago as part of a whole crew, but I have to. I just, I just think that John is is one of the most interesting people that I know. That I don't 
know enough about. Mm-hmm. Tim, can I just say that you tickles know? me? I feel like he's got a whole mysterious past and a backstory. And, like, where does he live? What does he do? I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of depth to this guy. These and, are the questions uh, that are on the listeners' the minds. Tim, well, what, what do you want to what know? What are questions? Gosh, I don't know. I think there was some, like, whole thing. I think you're a hacker. A hacker? Yeah, I think there's some there's some backstory of you being you're in you were in England you're not in England anymore I think you're running from something I, I hacked my way out of the country the government I think you're a hey yeah, I think you came over here for a job I think it went south and I think you're kind of making up your own life I don't think John Hudson's your original name I don't think uh, that uh, that uh, you know this is really what you planned for yourself in five years but you're making the best of the, the situation. You know, I think there's just so much to know about you. I think you also have, uh, I know you also fence. Where'd you learn that? Tim, uh, I think you're, you're really on to something there. I don't want to divulge too much information and, you know, <laughs> compromise myself. But I learned to, fren- to fence. I learned to French. You learned to French. Down in uh, wow. summer camp. I want to know both. Uh, I learned to fence, though, from a nice Russian man called Stopa Simonov. This is true. What's his name? Stopa Simonov. Awesome. He'd hit me. <laughs> right? He hit me. Okay. How cool is that? Yeah. Tim. an old man who beat you with, with sticks so you learned to defend yourself. It's incredible. Yeah. Tim, I'm glad you're calling because there's something I want to talk to you specifically about. Okay. Which is your Nikon Cool Picks, which you have promoted many times on the airwaves of this program as being available to use yeah. the Nikon Coolpix to take pictures of people's shows, broke. It's gone. It did. It did. It's dead. What happened? I, uh, I had it in my backpack. I was, I, you know, I was walking around with it. I just had it on me at all times because you never know when you're going to need some Nikon Coolpix. Mm-hmm. Probably should have had it in a case. Uh, I did not. And... Um, you know, the end of an era. Man, I was. Re- I this is a very looking... disappointing version of the story. I thought this was going to be like, yeah, I was, I was out rock climbing in the, uh, the, the <laughs> Big Sur, and I dropped the cool picks off the big, the tallest peak. No, I think I was uh, checking into my temp job and put my backpack down a little too hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to get a new one? Uh, probably, yeah, when the temp job ends, we'll end up doing another one. That's good. Anything else you want to plug while you're here, Tim? Uh, yeah, I want to, want to plug the solar eclipse or lunar eclipse. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Interesting take. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've been told that you need to get glasses. I did not get these glasses. I am terrified that I'm just going to be looking around outside. I'm going to see all these people looking up. I'm going to look up. I'll be blind. So really, Monday is going to be a day of terror so for me. So this is a plug to yourself and, uh, to remember not to look at it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's on me. But, you know, just to wake up, you know, I got to go go to work. I got to, you know, I have a lot of things in my mind. And then to also remember not to look into the sky or you'll blind yourself. There's just a lot of pressure for me, you know? Apparently, you can get, you can get Eclipse glasses for free at any Warby Parker store, I've oh. been told. But, you know, then you'd I'm have to walk find around a Warby with Parker. Them. And then you'd have to, you know, wear them. You'd have to wear Warby Parker frames. Tim, it's a shame. If you had your Nikon cool pics, you could have taken a picture of the eclipse and then looked at it later. And somehow, 
somehow the, the eclipse would have red eye. <laughs> it would look cold and, and heartless. <laughs> Are you guys getting glasses? Did you guys get eclipse glasses? No, I'm going to be I'm going to be traveling next week when the uh, eclipse is happening. So I don't know. I'm not going to be looking at the sun because I'm going to be keeping my eye on the prize. So boom, that I like Sorry. a lot. Sorry. Sorry, son. <laughs> Anything, nice. Tiff? Just nice. Oh. That's nice. I don't think I'm going to get classes. I think I'm afraid to go to Warby Parker. Uh, and I'm afraid of this eclipse. I'm afraid it's going to blind me. Hold on. You're afraid to go to Warby Parker? What are you afraid of? Uh, I'm afraid of the deals, Colby. Oh, you're afraid I of get the deals. It. I have a theory, not a theory, but it's more of a sense, which is that Warby Parker is a very sexual place to be, uh-huh. and it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable going in there. What? Hold, wait, why? why? Because do they... everyone's putting on and off glasses and like looking at themselves in mirrors. There's a lot of mirrors everywhere. Okay. It's got all this, like, it's kind of uh, softly lit. And it's all these like attractive hipsters and glasses, and they're all like touching people's faces. Walk into one, and you'll be like, "Ooh, this is kind of erotic." Yes, I mean I, that I understand. Everybody who works there is very beautiful. I'm trying. I've, I've only been to the main one, the Soho one, uh, but like, boof. <laughs> you said it, Cole. Blah. But you know that the other the other side of that is is you're you're putting on and taking off glasses, most of which you know look bad. You know, most of which you don't like. That's true. So maybe it's a judgment zone. It's an area of self-judgment. That's it. Tim, but there, this, the whole the whole industry is designed behind that that like quintessential movie moment where like the nerd takes off her glasses and it's a beautiful person. You know, I feel like, like it's the opposite. They want people to keep the glasses right? on. <laughs> yeah, but then they they're trying them on. So they put on a bad pair of glasses. They take them off. You're like, oh my god, it's another beautiful person. They put it on. It's like, oh shit, it's a nerd. And they take them off. Oh, it's a beautiful person. <laughs> and then eventually you work your way up to, like, attractive librarian or whatever else. The rest attractive of librarian. That's the highest you can aspire That's, to with yeah, glasses. Exactly. <laughs> That's the end game, yeah. Well, I think we all learned a lot today. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm out of here. Tim out. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Man, this guy taking forever to, to respond to stuff today. Oh, yeah. Just these long pauses after Sage is killing me. Something's going on. Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, who's this? Who's calling? Uh, name's Gerald. What is it? Joe? Gerald. Gerald? Nice to meet you, Gerald. Yeah, You're on with me and John Hudson. Hi, Gerald. Oh, that's cool. All right, so I did have a question for t- for both of you guys. Okay, let's um, hear it. And I'll go, I'll go ahead and give you guys a bit of context. So... Literally just yesterday, I was walking around downtown with my friend, and I had a camera in my hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy comes up to us, and he says, oh, do you do filming and stuff like that? And I say, sure. And then he just randomly hires me to do music videos for his band. Wow. I'm just doing that now, or I'm, like, part-time. Okay. So did you call in to my brag? My question for you guys is, has there... <laughs> <laughs> but my question for you guys is, has there ever been a time where you guys just, we're out and about, weren't expecting anything to happen that day, and just something happens out of nowhere. Hmm. That's a great question. Joe. That's a very good question. John? Ooh, uh, I expect a lot out of every day, so this is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I saw Edie Falco riding a city bike once. Is that the kind of thing you mean? Yeah, I guess that could work. <laughs> I mean, it definitely picked me up. Because, like, first of all, I love Edie Falco. I mean, who doesn't? You know? And I saw her park. She was riding a city bike, and then she parked it. And I was walking by, and she, like, looked up and gave me this look like, am I going to have to do it? And I was just kind of like, I told her with my eyes. You know what I said? I was like, no, you're not. Because I respect you. Beautiful. And then I kept walking. Beautiful moment. But, you know, it was cool to see her. Colby, that inspired oh, okay. a celebrity story of mine as well. Which, okay. Uh, I think definitely answers this question. Um, I, I had a long day at work. It was the day after Thanksgiving. And a coworker of mine um, was like, hey, I'm going to this party later. Um, like, we, we were all out for drinks after work anyway. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I wasn't dressed for it. I was wearing a white T-shirt that had, like, a hole in it. Okay. Because um, I was... I was on the end of my rope. As, I was burning the candle at both ends. Sure, sure. Um, and I ended up going, and it was this uh, cabal of influencers. <laughs> I'm talking Aziz Ansari. Whoa. Um, Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend. Um, Heather Graham. Whoa. Um, Richard Kind? <laughs> yeah, you know, the, uh, the global influencer, yeah. Richard Kind. And it was DJed by Questlove. It was... Maybe one of the coolest. It was definitely the coolest party I've ever Holy been smokes. to. I had no expectation to go to it, and I talked um, to this to this girl there who was uh, with her boyfriend there. But it was one of those situations where you know when you're at a party and the boyfriend's always like, "Where's my girlfriend?" You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those, and she was like hanging out with the rest of us, and we were all dancing. And at one point, she turns to me and she goes, "I like you because you're fun and fearless." <laughs> Which is, uh, the most inaccurate thing anyone's ever said about me, but uh, it was a beautiful yeah, night. Fun and fearless. That's pretty good. <laughs> Gerald, anything else? Yep. Uh, no, I think that's all. All right, well, thanks for calling, my friend. You're a good caller. Very good. Congratulations right, on thanks. the gig. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with the uh, directing. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. See ya, Gerald. Now that's a caller. That's see, that's what I'm talking about. None of this. Well, I don't really have anything. I just kind of wanted to get on. You just want to hear your own voice. Hear your own. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to live with that thing in your head, man. You got to live with that thing just in your like head. Like the rest of us. Now, John. Go on then. Do you want? Do you want to do the the young person's radio guest questionnaire? Oh, I'd love to. Since we are uh, we're coming into the back uh, the back fifteen or so minutes of the show now. Some of these I might have an idea of what your answers are going to be, but I want to hear. I want to hear anyway. Number one, as is tradition, bar trivia or karaoke? Uh, it's got to be karaoke. It's got to be. I will say, though, it takes me a bit to warm up to karaoke. Mm. Um, I, need to, I need to be a, a few drinks deep. I would say I can't show up cold and do karaoke cold. Yeah. I can maybe do it once every month, really once every two months. Yeah. Um, but when I enjoy it, boy, do I enjoy it. Yeah. When you are at karaoke. Open bar or private room? It honestly depends on the mood. I think I would lean more towards private room. Mm -hmm. But if I know I can knock a few songs out of the park, <laughs> I love an open bar in front of which I can strut my stuff. Yeah. if the op I have said this before. If the open bar is, like, packed and you have just, like, if, you're, if you can content yourself with just getting one or two songs out there over the course of, like, a whole night uh, Good enough. and the songs are, like, bangers that get everybody going... That's the move. 
I, uh, that's the open bar move. I went to Nashville last summer, and there's a bar there called Santa's Pub. It's a karaoke bar. It's like a little trailer. Uh, people smoke cigarettes inside. Uh-huh. It's really dingy, but uh, it did karaoke there, and I did uh, Smooth by Carlos Santana with my friend. Oh, and see, that's the perfect one. It's a great song, and we did fine, but this is in Nashville where everyone is good at singing, huh. and it was incredible because everyone's songs were amazing, mm-hmm. and then we went up and got, like, polite applause <laughs> after someone just, like, slayed an ACDC song. I mean, that's kind of the nightmare. Yeah, know the your limits, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of, okay, All right. next. Good. Uh, what is the best concert you ever saw? I think it's Muse at Webster Hall. Okay, at Webster Hall. That's kind of a small venue for them. Exactly. And it was the, my first time seeing them. I'd always really liked them. And uh, they come out, and like they, they'll play, their new stuff is terrible. And they were like, last time we were here was in 2004. We're going to play some of our favorites off Absolution, uh-huh. which is like their second album, or maybe third. Mm. And... Uh, they just played. They played the hits for a really intimate crowd. It was very nice. Oh, perfect. That's like that's how you would want to see a band you love. Exactly. You would not want to see them at Central Park Summer Stage two weeks ago when the fans can't be bothered to move around for Muse, who they paid seventy dollars for. But did this ha- this happen this to happened you? <laughs> but weeks ago, Colby. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. It was. I had a good time. Other people didn't. I yeah. You you alerted me to the fact that Patty Smith was going to be playing. At Central Park Summer Stage, and uh, I was like, I would love to see Patti Smith not at Central Park Summer Stage. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's mostly a bad time. It honestly is. I think a big part of it is that the concerts start while it's still light outside, so everyone's still very much aware <laughs> of themselves, and they have trouble letting go and enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my a, theory. That's a good, good theory. What is a movie you know is bad but enjoy anyway? I only like really good movies. Ah, well, actually, no. I'll, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is ah. one, maybe my favorite movie, um, and it is very good, but is also very flawed and like kind of dumb. Mm. Um, but it's really tightly made, and I, I love it. Nice, Pete Guy Ritchie. This is maybe got hinted at at the la- uh, during your last story. Who is the most famous person you ever met? Um, I met a soccer player called Kaká, who is like the biggest guy in Brazil. He's not the best okay. soccer player anymore. He was okay. at a time. Um, but I'd say him. He's got like 10 million yeah. Facebook fans or something. That is a good answer that is completely lost on me. Yeah, I, I tried to switch it up from just uh, the story I, I told previously. Um, yeah, Loyal, loyal listeners. Oh, go, go ahead. Go I ahead. met uh, Bill Murray at a Christmas party when I was like seven. Whoa! And I had no idea who he was. So you were seven. Was he already doing this like terrorist thing he's doing now, where he's going out ruining people's lives and then just being like, "But okay, I'm Bill, Bill Murray." Murray. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think this is pre, pre that. But that's a good way to put it. That he, <laughs> Bill Murray is the most dangerous person in america he's, right he's, now he's public enemy number one yeah he might buy you coffee or something yeah how dare he um final question this may be it touches on what we were talking about also all right what is a tv show you wish more people watched? not th- something you think is like underrated or overrated or whatever just something you wish you could talk to more people about the answer is definitely a peep show um, uh-huh 
because I say this to people a lot. I, I'm probably the number one uh, peep show evangelist in that I try and explain to people why it's good and get them to watch it. But uh, outside of that, I would also say Last Man on Earth. Oh, yeah. Really good. Will Forte just has a platform to do his thing. Yeah, I, uh, I'm behind on it, but those, uh, those first two seasons I thought were awesome. It's good. It's got a great uh, emotional depth to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also very fun. It's, he is so insane. Blows my mind. Blows my mind how talented he is. Talking about like watching stuff early. When I first started watching SNL when I was like in high school, it was an episode. The, I remember very clearly the first episode I ever saw. He did the Tim Calhoun character on Weekend Update, yeah. and I was like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever seen." I, I'm a big fan of his appearance on Dimitri Martin's first album. Oh, interesting. Where he does this kind of like uh, like Dimitri Martin does a song and. Will Forte does like scat riffs in between them. Ah, uh-huh. um, it's really weird. It's yeah, very good. I I didn't know. I never listened to Dimitri Martin. That's another comedy influence thing. Where like that album was played in the car of my parents nonstop for, oh, yeah. for a few years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. It's good. They and they they enjoyed it also. Oh, they loved it. And yeah. then we we all saw him like maybe two years ago, um, and we all three of us were like, huh. It's not as good as uh, he was <laughs> like five years ago. Uh-huh. And the jokes are very similar because he's just a very structural comedian. Yeah. Um, but I think it doesn't, that format hasn't aged very well. Yeah. Dimitri Martin, I think, has the best Mark Marin was an asshole to me story oh, that I've ever heard, which is uh, Mark Marin was like hosting, some, like emceeing some show, some stand up show uh, on the Lower East Side. This is like in the late 90s, I guess, when he still lived here. Um, Dimitri Martin went up and just kind of, he had like the moppy hair, you know, and he did that thing that he always does. And, uh, he goes off stage, Mark Waring gets back up and goes, Dimitri Martin, everybody, isn't he cute? Wow. <laughs> very condescending. Calling people's ambitions cute is always very funny. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many stories like that about Mark Maron. Like, look, look, you, look, do you want to talk about Mark Maron for a second? Let's do it. Because I kind of do. Look, <laughs> this guy, this guy gets... A lifetime pass for me. And I know everyone's just like, I don't like a show. Always oh, like, so I just skipped the like first 15 minutes or whatever. And like, look, that however you want to consume it, that's fine. I ID with Mark Marin super hard on a lot of things. And I think in terms of like that attitude of like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this the thing the way I want to do it is like so relatable. And I, 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 I just think he does not get enough credit for like for voicing that. Yeah, he, he puts 100% of himself out there, and that's something that I admire. Yeah. Because um, it's hard to do that. Yeah, especially in those early couple years, like this like first like four years or so of the podcast, he was like very publicly trying to be a better person uh, and just like chronicling that journey twice a week for like 20 minutes at a time. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's not an That's easy very thing to do. brave. To do that on a stage. I think you could say Mark Maron's the bravest person in comedy right now. (laughs) (laughs) I want to redact that previous statement. It was uh, made in jest. Yes. It is not uh, my true feeling. Yeah. Are you a a big podcast listener outside of... uh... You know what? Less so than I used to be. Yeah. Um, I find I only listen to podcasts really when I go to sleep now, and that's a very intimate time for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... I really just listened to this one soccer podcast called The Football Ramble that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I've never seen four people have like 
uh, conversation dynamic that yeah. clean. It's very impressive. And I'll listen to these like history podcasts that I like to fall asleep to. Yeah, yeah. You do but, the Dan Carlin ones. Yeah, yeah. The, I do like, Dan Carlin six hour epic. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then I'll do like the Mitchell and Webb radio show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is basically a podcast. Sure. Sure. Yeah. In in its in its early form. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, um, I'm with you on that. I, I feel like uh, <laughs> there's just not a lot. I mean, it's like it's like TV now, where there's just like so much stuff. Uh, and so much of it is just okay. Yeah. You know? It's like uh, like people are telling me to watch uh, um, Oakjaw or whatever the hell that, that series is called about the pig. Haven't heard of this. It's like it's like about a It's like an action movie, I guess. Like oh, oh, yeah. On, I, thought, uh, oh, like I thought it was like Oakjaw or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought the way I you know, said it, I, I thought it was like O A K J A W, which sounds like a cool uh, like superhero. Yeah. His jaw is made entirely <laughs> of oak. <laughs> Well, that was a close shave. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you say that in relation But, like, all this stuff is just, like, fine. It's all fine. Like, it's all perfectly good, and it's all, like, perfectly fine if, like, you want to watch it. But it's just, like, it's not a – it doesn't grab you. You know? Yeah. It's not a lot out there that does. (sighs) I don't know. That's the end of the questionnaire. Oh, nice. I had a great time. I'll clap for it as well. (laughs) We've got about uh, five or so minutes left in the waking part of the show before we play our song to end the thing. So if you want to call in, now is the time. Let's get a caller. 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842. I guess I'm not going to get to thank Margaret. Uh, oh, no. Maybe next week. her gift. I got to say I'm, I'm bummed uh, Marta hasn't called in yet because as a listener of the show, I'm a big fan of wow. all the pigeon talk that happens. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying that sarcastically like Tim... So and so would. I was just gonna say, uh, Tim uh, would have a big problem with I that. Know. All I right, know. we got a caller here. We got a caller. Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Is this? Uh, um, who's this? Hey, hey. Um, my name is Cindy. Uh, first time caller, one time was my. Your name is what? Cindy. <laughs> Finney. Cindy. 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 Okay. Cindy. Okay. I'm a big fan of John Hudson. Oh well. Hey. Oh well. Hey. Same here, Cindy. That's really nice of you to say. Yeah. Yeah. I see him on the internet a little bit. I mean, I've been a couple of his shows. Like he's just like you know he just gets me wet. He. All right. He huh? what? All right. What? I didn't understand that. It was it was a uh, no, like sexual. He comment. he he really like he he gets my mouth watering. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Is this um, a? Uh, I'm glad. To, thank you for calling up and just feel. Like, it's, uh, no 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 no! Please no! Please feel entitled to call up to this show to do your dumb comedy routine. Thank by all means. This is a platform for everybody. This is an open mic night. Just call on up and do whatever dumb thing you're working on. Oh, my God. Oh, John Hudson's so hot. Of course he's hot. I got two eyes. I could see him in here. John, I got a question. All right, we'll take a quick question. John. Yeah? I have a question. Yeah, he said he would take the question. Oh, oh, cool, cool. Sorry, I'm a little flustered. Um... John, how big is too big? All right. Oh, my God. Let's cut this one off, Colby. Oh, my God. Let's not end on this note. Do you know this person? I think I do. (laughs) No, they hung up. (laughs) 
You Love suck. You. I just want to say, I just want, can you, thank you very much. Can, no, no, can, can I, can you hold on for one second? I just want to tell you one thing. Yeah. You suck. Get off my phone. Wow. Oh, we got a couple more. Let's get, let's get through these real quick. Sure. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Oh, hello. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't know. So I, I heard a bunch of yelling, so I thought I'd call just yeah. to calm things down. <laughs> it's all right. We're all thanks. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> Who's this? Did. Who's calling? Uh, my name's Christian. Christian? Thanks for calling, Christian. Yeah, You're on with me and John Hudson. So I, uh, okay. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, man. <laughs> um, so, okay. So my question was, and this this comes out of nowhere because I just thought about this. <clears throat> Have, uh, do you guys, um, well... Uh, what's it called? Do you guys think when you're doing the, what's it called, when you're broadcasting and stuff like that, have you guys ever thought of live streaming it? Like, having, like, a camera kind of, like, stationary and sort of having, like, a live, like, while you guys are talking on the radio, you guys are also being seen? We could yeah. be on Twitch, Colby. We, we could, yeah. A, a couple hosts a, a couple hosts do that here um, uh, at Radio Free Brooklyn. I know uh, Pan Ferguson, who's been heard on this uh Show uh, before it does that, so everybody should check her her live stream out. You know, I've thought about it, but I, I can't uh, I can't get past the Rush Limbaugh thing. Yeah, or and then you could might pull a Mike Francesa and fall asleep. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna treat every caller from now on like I'm Mike Francesa. Too. <laughs> okay, cool. Wait, wait. That's a that's a good question. We got to get through these last couple calls before we uh, uh, stop. But thanks for calling. I really, I appreciate it. All right, no problem. See you guys later. See you. Bye, Christian. Okay. All right. Real quick. Real quick. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hey, hey, Colby. Real quick. And, John, uh, so good to hear you. Uh, Margaret here. Hi, Margaret. Uh, Hello, Margaret. I wasn't wasn't going to call in, Colby, because I was shy. You know, and I I also did not want to miss a word of anything that you and John were saying. It was just all so fascinating. I, I didn't feel like I could contribute, really. But then... John expressed the desire, and then, and then you, Colby. I'm so glad you got your gift. Yes, thank you I, sincerely I was, for saying uh, that. It's very, very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Well, I felt, I felt really honored to be the, the first one to send you a gift. And I also just want to say that Mother... Uh, I, 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 it's so funny that you had this connection to Mother Pigeon because she uh, uh, is... I know her, of course, through Jason Trachtenberg, who's also been a guest on this program. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're fabulous. They're just fabulous. I'm I'm huge fans uh, of theirs and huge fans. Yes. And the other thing that prompted me to call is I, I never thought I would agree with Tim on anything, but <laughs> I am also afraid of the eclipse tomorrow. Not not for myself going blind, but I'm worried about the pigeons. I'm worried about all the animals. Yeah, like, they you won't know, know. Who tells them uh-huh. not to look up? at the sun so i'm i'm worried about that yeah we got to talk to warby parker warby parker's got to make some pigeon eclipse glasses <laughs> well you know that reminds me i have heard that there's a lot of uh fake glasses out there and, that, and that's a scary thing too oh, the no. idea that you could be buying a pair of glasses thinking you're protecting your eyes when in fact they're uh, imposter uh-huh. that's another thing to be afraid of yeah, I mean, now, I haven't thought about that at all. Ruffians are out there selling fake eclipse glasses <laughs> to ruin the eyesight of the people. This is this is horrible. Yeah, there, all right. there, there's a lot to worry about. Margaret, we got one more thank call you. that I want to take before uh, we end, but thank you for oh, calling. Great, thank great. you again yeah, for the gift, and uh, call you. earlier in the show thank next you. week.
Okay, bye. Final call, final call, real quick. Uh, this, you're on Young Persons Radio with me and John Hudson. Who's there? Come on now. Oh, hello? There we go. Hello? There we go. It's Marta. Oh, oh Marta. Brilliant. Coming in uh, at the very, very hi, end. Hi, John. Hi, Colby. Um, okay, so I just heard Margaret sent you a gift that's really, really, really amazing. Uh, and uh, I, I got my glasses. Good. I'm really excited. I'm glad to hear that. I got them at B&H. Um, anyway, um, also like what Margaret was saying, okay, so pigeons, um, they can't see at night. Right? You, I don't know if you know this, but I know we only have like a couple minutes. I feel like I'm like on a real talk show here. Um, but um, not that this isn't a real talk show. <laughs> no, maybe. of course not. But, um, okay, so uh, they can't see at night. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty scary for them and uh, for the birds, any birds, uh, not just pigeons. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of animals will be scattering and not know what to do for two minutes. But, I mean... In in the in the um, in the world of an animal that lives in the city, urban animal, it's it's it can be dangerous. But otherwise, I'm really excited. I'm going to be on my roof with my glasses and my friends. I think I'm going to make some split pea soup, uh, split pea solar eclipse soup, and um, and enjoy it. It's it's really exciting. We all get to enjoy something that we don't have to pay for. Yes. I like that. It's one of life's and, uh, uh, pure beauties. And it's it's natural. It's 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 exciting. Uh takes us away from, you know, boring life that that can be um anyway uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Yes, me too. Thank you for calling Marta. Please call earlier next week. We'll talk more then. Okay. Bye. Bye. John, we got over. We have precious few seconds left. I want to thank you very much for coming and being my Thanks guest today. Me. Can I uh, say one thing? Yes, you can. Um, this is from the Mitchell and Webb radio show. And it's a radio bit that they do that I've always wanted to do. Here we go. Um, imagine a snooker hit going. Oh, and that's a bad miss. <laughs> that's all I wanted. There we go. Please tune in next week for Young Persons Radio. We will be back. In the meantime, stick around for points of order. They will be on the air shortly. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Screaming there. Ah!